Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. <clears throat> Welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic, with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. This is CJ Martis, and thankfully, with a number of technical issues today, what's going on out there? You're listening to the Angel Connection Show on Friday, March 16th. I want to welcome you all of this edition of my show entitled Angel Help for Separation. We don't hear about this very often, but I'm really excited to bring this topic to you this evening. So glad we're on air, so fingers crossed as we go through the show. Of course, as I do every week, I'll start by sharing a short, inspiring story. This week's angel message, which is not to be missed, we need this for next week. And after discussion of our topic tonight, of course, I'll open the phones in the last 10 minutes of my show as I normally do to help all of you. Remember that call-in number is one eight seven seven two nine six zero three four five. Well, this week's inspiring story actually comes from my locale. I was uh, watching the news. Oh, I don't watch the news very often, most people know, because it can be a little depressing. But I was watching the news, and a inspiring story caught my eye right here in Kansas City. Uh, for those of you that don't know where I'm located, I'm in Kansas City, Missouri. So uh, this happened uh, just probably about four or five days ago. There was a... 15-year-old boy who was basically walking in a residential neighborhood. It was kind of late at night, I think maybe around 1 o'clock in in the morning. And uh, the reason I kind of picked this is because we don't hear too much about the sisters or nuns, especially in the inner city, coming to the help of somebody. And so what happened was uh, another girl saw what happened. She ran to the, the little sisters, the convent, knocking on the door, and these nuns all come out and, and, you know, get the boy, start. He had gotten shot in the back twice. Um, and, and incidentally, all the nuns were like all new CPR. They all knew how to take care of people. So they basically come to his aid in the city, uh, calling the ambulance. And because of their very rapid efforts to help the boy, he actually is going to make a complete recovery. So I just thought that was very inspiring. We we don't hear about the, the ladies in black and white very often, right? And I thought it was wonderful that they were the angels, you know, of mercy at that time. You know, 15 years is a little too early to get taken out by being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So good going to the nuns out there in Kansas City. Okay. So without further ado, <clears throat> this angel message, which... You know, I'm at, this didn't really come through till today, and so it was very interesting because it was so apropos, I think, even for what I was experiencing today. I don't know if any of you have had just a wild day, but I sure have. So TGIF, everybody, I'm sure you feel the same. But here we go. This is what the seraphim say about the upcoming week. Dear ones, the energy this week may create more illusions for you to deal with than usual. This week may be a bit rockier because many more are letting go of old negative energies in greater or mass numbers around the world. And this process can really shake things up day to day and create some unexpected events. I have to interject for a moment because I've had a lot of those already. Okay. (laughs) 
Many of you have already seen this happening. Oh, yeah, they say that. Many of you have already seen this happening more over the past couple of weeks. So be careful this week of too quickly reacting to situations that occur with others. You may act too quickly before you can really see what's going on. Try not to assume that things are a certain way without enough information for discernment. Be mindful that your initial reactions may be incorrect, so pause first before choosing a course of action. This may be a very good week to hold off on major decisions until the bigger wave of this energy dissipates around March 21st or 22nd. Set your intention this week each day to one of connection and clarity. This will help you to be able to navigate better as circumstances arise in the next week. Try your best to perceive yourself through the lens of your divine nature with no separation from source or God at all. It can be very easy to get ahead of yourself with such rapid energy pulling and pushing at you in the world. This week's show on healing separation is vital information for you to heal at this time. Just remember that the energies of this coming week can do a lot to justify this idea that you are disconnected from the divine and the other people in your life. It is best to make a clear and conscious choice to release the separation as you go through your experiences each day. Though we cannot offer a seatbelt or a divine parachute to those of you who may feel like you are at a free-falling free into the unknown, please know that we are with you in doing as much as we can to clear away the doubt and uncertainty as it arises. Remember, you are powerful beyond measure and that you can do anything you set your intentions on. We are here for anything you may need this week. Call on us. Take more pauses to listen. Breathe deeply and let the light guide your way. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. Well, I don't know if any of you out there have a divine parachute or a seatbelt, but if you do, let me know, email me, and we'll start distributing them in mass, I guess, for the coming week. But, you know, I think it's good to know what's coming up, even if they're not saying it's going to be an easy, breezy week. So, And I figure if, if I can make it literally stumbling with my foot problem all through the week, we can all, we can all, uh, we can all get through this together. So, you know, on to our topic. Some of you listening may know that I've done some work with Akashic Field Therapy since I created the method in 2004. It's a modality of uncovering unresolved trauma that that can create limiting beliefs, subconscious fears, and behaviors that hold us back from who we really are. And we all have this, right? Things that get in our way. Well, during the course of this work and my research into the nature of how we have human trauma, I discovered through all of that work, that each of us share a a root trauma. And from that trauma, an inherent core belief about ourselves. And everything, no matter what the issue was that I uncovered for my clients and friends using the method, could all be traced back to this. So I kept testing them to see and make sure that they all would come back down to these issues. So that's what I wanted to share with all of you tonight because Underlying all the things that we see are symptoms in our lifetime, you know, the things that aren't maybe going very well. I think it's helpful to understand really where all of that is spurning from so that we can be conscious of it and understand that process. I remember a wonderful Buddhist teacher that I read and continue to read uh, named Thich Nhat Hanh has a wonderful quote that I wanted to share with you to begin the teaching tonight. We are here to awaken from our illusion of separateness. Probably heard that before, but I think it's such a powerful quote in a very short little little phrase. We are here to awaken our 
from our illusion of separateness. And that, my friends, is the important focus for my show tonight. Well, as all good teachers do, I figured that I would throw out initially, you know, how, do we def- how am I defining separation? So the definition of separation for the, for the period this evening together is a state or duration of being apart from other things or other people, right? Being separate, not being connected. So how does this creation of separation really happen? You know, in our truest form, we are part of a single energy or consciousness, our soul, that divine spark. This singular consciousness can be conceptualized in all kinds of different ways. For most people in the world, that concept is God or the divine, Yahweh, source. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that that we can we can sort of conceptualize that. The angels, by the way, call God the one. You know, it's like a punctuated statement, the one, you know, so... Just thought I'd throw that in there. So in our true state, we are one with God or source. There's nothing that can separate us from that source. Once we come into human experience and gain a body or vessel on this planet, though, all of that changes. So that's why I'm going to call this part of the segment tonight the Great Misunderstanding. When we come into a precious human birth, we have existed in perfect oneness prior to that experience. We don't contend with petty concerns, demands of life, paying bills, you know, anything that you and I might experience daily. So it kind of makes sense that the human world and that experience would be anything but an easy transition for us. We go from oneness and then suddenly thrust into duality. Everything in our world is created from a polarity of extremes. We categorize these extremes every day without even thinking about it. You know, things in our world are placed into one basket or the other, right? Good, bad, light, dark, hot, cold, big, little. You know, and of course I could go on, but you get the idea about what I mean or are saying about polarity or duality. So if you think about it, you are a spiritual being that existed in perfect oneness that came into a very heavy human vessel and into a world that's torn by extremes. Doesn't sound like a picnic, of course. This very experience of being born into the world essentially creates the first of many, what I call an illusionary idea or a misunderstanding. So what I call the great misunderstanding or the illusion is this. I am separate from God or source divine. Okay. The illusion of separation is the first root trauma for every person that comes into the planet based on the research that I did. Even though we cannot ever really be separated from source, this world is a confusing place for us as as divine beings with the human body. As small children, you know, we retain a knowing about where we came from before we got here. You know, we've seen children, you know, we watch them and they're playing and, you know, they already, they kind of know, we know that as children. But too often, the more we're exposed to the extremes or the polarity, the more likely we are to forget our inherent connection to God. So we carry this trauma with us, and then we're adding each human experience on top of it, sort of like, you know, stacking playing cards on top of one another. And then what I found is out of this trauma then emerges this core belief that we all share as well. And the conclusion goes something like this. Well, okay, I'm in a human body. Everything's pulled apart and separate from God. But if I'm separated, then there must be a reason for this. If I'm no longer connected to that divine perfection, then it must be because there's something wrong with me. And this emerges what I call merges what I call the shared core belief. I am flawed at the core. 
So coming into human experience, we deal with two versions of who we are, don't we? We have a divine nature, human nature. The human part of us seeks to return home to source while trying to fix those flaws. Our ego or id struggles to define us and feed our fears of inadequacy and justify that belief in separation. How often have you heard, I think, therefore I am? To the ego, we are this autonomous individual in a sea of other individuals that are separate and distinct from ourselves. The ego can seek preservation of that self-identity. It can be rigid or inflexible or feel the need to control not only ourselves but others. So if we don't rein in our ego over time, it can make it difficult really to overcome that root sense of separation. And I don't want to give the ego a completely bad reputation, right? Because we hear a lot of people teaching about clear the ego and all of this, you know. But what we really want is a healthy ego because we do need it to function in the world of duality. We need that identity. We need to learn in a distinctive way. Otherwise, we'd all just be, you know, flowing through osmosis and we wouldn't have people at all. I don't know. be a big ocean of stuff probably. So we need this identity, However, an unhealthy ego can drive our fears and and make us rationalize that it's okay really to behave based on those fears, you know, rather than coming from love, truth, you know, the things that are pretty much inherent to knowing that we're connected to source. So essentially, you know, as we're growing, as we're evolving, all the things we talk about, all the breakthroughs people have had, all the peak experiences, you know, it's it's... It's interesting how we are trying to balance these divine and human aspects of ourselves because a lot of times they're in conflict. You know, we feel cast out of by God. We feel there's something wrong with us because of that. And the human is trying, part of ourselves trying to, you know, trying to make sense of an identity in a world that's split apart. So as we navigate through our lives, our human senses communicate to us, you know, through sight, sound, the information, you know, in the world around us. You know, each of those senses creates a distinct view or perception of our world. And this is really how separation can become reinforced over and over again. So it's like wearing a purple-colored separation glasses that make everything look purple, right? So everything starts looking like separation. When people disappoint us, separation. When people, you know tell us they don't want us in their life anymore, separation, you know, all these things. Okay, so our divine aspect, of course, sees our interconnectedness with all living things and helps to erase the dividing line between ourselves and others. It already knows that separation is an illusion created from duality. We hear stories every day about people awakening spiritually. Those who awaken essentially, that's where they begin to see that that separation isn't really real, okay? It's kind of like having this false belief about the world. And the way that we see this separation manifest in our lives, and, you know, when I was talking about how everything typically goes all the way back to the separation and the being flawed, we have fear of abandonment. We deal with feelings of unworthiness. How often do we not feel loved or supported by the people in our life? We may even just feel outright isolation or that we're an outcast. We're weird. People will think we're crazy, you know, all these ideas. We can have depression, anxiety, worry about the future, you know, all of these things that we experience. We can censor what we say, go around feeling unsuccessful, right, because all our plans just, well, you know, the angels always said about plans for me was to stop making them, so I I kind of listened to them there, but... 
But, you know, how often do we feel that way? Or we carry guilt because we didn't think we did something very well. Well, we can kind of compound that because we think we're flawed anyway and we need to fix the flaw. So, therefore, we really are messed up because we did something that we think is wrong and we should feel guilty for it and so on. Or, or, you know, broken relationships where we couldn't communicate very well, you know. Again, that person doesn't really like me or they're mad at me. You know, all these things in our, our life kind of reinforce this idea. And so this list could go on and on, you know. And how we can connect really back to the root issue is, is like the following example. Let's just look at fear of abandonment, okay. Abandonment issues can either make us cling to unhealthy relationships or even avoid them altogether. If we feel others have abandoned us or not supportive of us, then we feel deep down that it's because there's something wrong with us somehow or that we're flawed, again, back to that core. Then because of this flaw, we're not good enough, and then it creates more separation in our life. And ultimately, of course, within ourselves, right? Because we're rejecting ourselves as being defective. All of your negative subconscious and conscious beliefs about yourself stem from this original separation in the view that we are flawed at the core. So I invite you to think about this, you know, moving away from the show. Look at anything that you know, you know, any known issue that you have, and see if you can trace it really back to I'm separate and I'm flawed, because it really all will just distill down to those things. It's kind of amazing. So how can we heal this separation you know, I like to teach about things, but then I want to give you, obviously, some, some helpful tips to try to to challenge that illusion. So first we need to understand, you know, because of the trauma of separation from God or source, we continue to see ourselves as a separate entity from source. In other words, God's out here and I'm here, right? Always kind of always out of arm's reach. And as long as we see God or source as something completely external or outside ourselves, we will absolutely move through our life with the perception that's skewed toward that idea of being separate. We need to understand ultimately that all of our personal fears come from feeling inadequate or flawed, and our negative behaviors are trying to make sure that we do not reveal that perceived flaw to other people. So it's like trying to protect a vulnerability from harm or if I show too much of myself, then everybody's going to know I'm really messed up. How often have you kind of censored what you said or weren't comfortable in certain, even social situations, because you were afraid people might think poorly of you and so on? It all stems from that inherent belief that we're flawed at the core because we're separate from God, both of which are not true. And then, you know, along the way, in healing this in my own life, uh, finally feeling like I was returning home even though I hadn't left my physical body, finally reaching a place of joy. These are the things that absolutely help me to get there. So I want you to listen to these four things. I know you know, guys know I like to make really long lists, but it's only four things. So. A little easier, okay? We need to cultivate first acceptance of our experiences. And I know that's a tall order sometimes, even for me, especially when I've skipped a step, almost broke my ankle and been laid up in bed for a week. I still, you know, have to reach an acceptance that, you know, it's happened, nothing I can do about it now, right? So you have to be able to accept experiences. I remember earlier I was talking about how we kind of put things in different baskets and we kind of categorize our experiences, but if if we just accept them and not 
look at them as that one extreme or the other if we just can reach a level of acceptance of what's occurring. The next, of course, is acceptance of ourself. All of us, though. Okay? Not the part of you that everybody loves or the part of you that's life of the party or, you know, the part of you that gets validated, you know. We need to accept all of ourselves. Where you know, whatever we may judge or see is either desirable or indesirable. Okay. We have to accept, you know, that we're not gonna do everything perfect. But I, again it's trying to make up for that flaw, right? We have a we we're broke, so we're trying to always make up for that that we subconsciously think about ourselves. Number three flexibility of the ego and how we do things. Now, I could probably do a whole show on that one, but we do limit ourselves a great deal when we hold on to an inflexible view of the world, ourselves in that world, and the other people in the world. So to me, flexibility, what it really means is to learn to go with the flow of whatever is occurring in our life rather than resist it or reject it. Okay. So the flexibility of the ego. Remember I said the healthy ego? The healthy ego helps you have that identity in the world that you need, but it doesn't have to drive the show to protect you from, I'm flawed, so I don't want anybody to look at me, or, you know, the things it tries to control to protect you. Okay. And the fourth thing, promised it was a short list, challenging the view of separation itself. We have connection to all things through our divine nature, the fabric of everything is interwoven together in a vast tapestry of energy, information. There really is no separation. So if we feel in our lives things happen and we feel like we're just suddenly pulling ourselves back, we need to kind of challenge that view of separation. And so those were four of kind of the key things. There are other things, I think, that help with this very root issue but the more that each of, you know, as we're trying to create a more happy life or enhance our connection to the divine source, cultivate our intuition, you know, all the things that everybody's really after, each of us really has to deal with in our own way this trauma separation. So if you're on a spiritual path, seeking more intuition, divine guidance, wanting to become more of our authentic self, then understanding this root cause of our emotional suffering suffering to me is is a very important thing. And I just appreciate the time this evening to be able to share about this discovery I made on my own journey, you know, and on my own journey toward deeper healing because being separate is, I don't know, like I said, the great misunderstanding, and that's what I call it. So and it looks like I have a caller here. And I'd like to welcome, go ahead and open the phones here for the last part of the show. Welcome, Kate. You're on the Angel Connection. Oh, hello. Good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Hello, Kate. How are you? Good. How about you, your show? I love your show. Your show is so great. <laughs> Thank you very much, dear. What can I do for you this evening? I can't believe the show is almost over. <laughs> it just goes, and it's gone. But what can I do for you? I have confusion about the direction for my livelihood. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't see financial manifestation from the healing arts that I have studied, and I'm wondering what you and my angels see and recommend for me. Okay, you know, this is this is something that 
you know, Kate has come up for a lot of people that I've that I've talked to, you know, because we learn a lot about manifestation. We we try to meet that manifestation as clearly as possible of what we really want to do, right? We all want to do what we love, what we are, you know, in our heart, you know, that we connect. And we all want to do that. You know, and, and what I'm finding, and this is true for you, so I'm not generalizing to the, <laughs> the large populace, Anya, but, you know, this is also also true for you. And I think some of the angel messages lately about letting go of kind of how we architect things or how we, we envision things, um, you know, we're being required to be a lot more flexible, I think. Um, I know on my own path, you know, I thought, you know, I still actually work a part-time job that's as an admin assistant, you know, and I thought, Every year I kept thinking, okay, this is the year that I'm, that's all I'm going to do is spiritual work or, you know, healing work. And, and what I found is that even if it's a combination of both where you do some, you know, that, that everything, you know, is, is, is much, um, I guess, more about the, the, the balance of things. What I see happening for you is you're kind of in this window of time where rather than Looking at, you know, going this one direction, this one path that you set for yourself and is, to, is to, and I know that you're already doing this, and, uh, you know, as far as broadening what you're, what you're looking at. But I think that we are being very much challenged not only to be flexible, but also to begin to see that there is a much broader picture. In other words, we may think, oh, if I go take this job at this corporation, I'm kind of going backwards because I was trying to head in one direction, when inadvertently we don't realize that what well, we're ultimately after comes after we take this hop here and then move forward. So we, we, we have to be very careful that we're not sort of judging those experiences. And so that can, but the whole process, I think, right now for people is really confusing. It used to be X, Y, Z. You know, we go from point A to point B, and we're there. And as most people have been learning, and I know you have too, very personally, is that all of that sort of went out the window in the past year. Would you agree? Um, that it's I, a lot. Of- I don't really know. That's why I wanted to kind of connect with you and see what you know the angels kind of saw. Uh, to help me kind of guide my next step. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that, um, you know, the the things that – I see the things that you're doing, you know, the, the things that you kind of have out there, I don't see those things necessarily manifesting as a job or a career. Um, but I want you to be patient because I, I see those things really coming to you probably within the, the next – couple of months there's some things that are going on kind of out of the out of your scope that you don't realize kind of preparing and, and kind of realigning things so it's it's a part of just keeping to put your energy out there and being open to different opportunities so there's really as long as you're keeping your energy out there it will guide you where you most need to be um but you just have to be open to that it could be kind of anywhere and i know that's not a very definitive answer but I guess what the idea uh, for for you in this particular thing is that there's all kinds of possibilities, and so in broadening your scope and being willing to, you know, do things maybe you weren't planning on doing, you're, you're right in alignment with that. It's just taking a little bit longer for all those pieces to kind of turn and click in place for you. Okay. Thank you, CJ. Well, you're welcome. I know that I, I hate it when I can't give people like, oh, tomorrow you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get offered this job, but this process that you're in, 
you know, we can't see sometimes when we're in the midst of the process certainly what's what it's all about. But it'll be very soon that those things start to, to kind of click and turn, and you're going to see the path. And sometimes we can get a little nervous waiting for the path to show up because it just looks like we're sort of casting our, our line, you know, arbitrarily in the water. I don't know. I get that in your energy where you feel like you're just sort of casting this, you know, casting out the line like you're fishing, you know, and feeling like you're kind of doing this over and over again, you know, and, no, and nothing's happening. But there are things happening underlying that, and I, I see this really you know, I'm very much not thinking it's going to go out to two months, but I see this happening, you know, starting to really turn and click in place for you within the next three to four weeks. So it's it's kind of like a waiting game in, in a way, <laughs> in a way for you. But I think it will well, become I, much clearer. It, that uh, that gives me some context and, um, and more uh, scope and hope. So thank you. <laughs> okay, dear. Well, thank you so much for calling. Thank you for what you do for all of us. I love you. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Well, you know, there's lots of things changing, just like our caller. You know, a lot of things kind of up in the air right now. It can become, you know, uncomfortable for a lot of us, even myself, when things sort of change on a dime. But you know what? I I think we're all just right where we need to be. And if we just kind of trust ourselves, trust the process, and as long as we're you know, diligently moving forward, I think we end up where we most need to be, like those good Samaritans I like to talk about all the time. So I guess that's all the time we have together this evening. That was fun. You've been listening to the Angel Connection Show with C.J. Martis. Be sure to tune in next week's show called Just Ask C.J. It's going to be fun because I'll be reading questions and giving answers from submitted emails as well as taking calls in between. So be sure to visit my website or Facebook page to get your question in early so I can answer it for you next time. Until then, my friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. Take care and many blessings for the coming weeks, guys. Log Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Angel Connection, a weekly show about all things angelic with your host, international healer and author, C.J. Martins. everybody, this is CJ Martis, and you're listening to the Angel Connection on Friday, March 9th. I want to welcome you all to this edition of my show entitled Angel Help for Spiritual Emergency. Boy, that was real topical for me this week. Um, I don't know about any of you, but I'm kind of shouting TGIF, not just because I get to do the show, but because this is kind of probably the most, not kind of, the most challenging uh, week for me in, in, in quite a long time, which is very appropriate, obviously, to our discussion of the topic this evening. So, of course, I'm going to share a short, inspiring story with everybody, this week's angel message. Let's see what they have to say. And then after that, I'll open up the phones as I normally do. Remember, that call-in number is one 877 Due to the number of callers each week, I'm really sorry if I can't get to everybody. So, yeah, so it was a crazy week, everybody out there. So I don't know what your experience was, but it was an intense energy. And I was uh, usually actually more prepared, so I had to kind of fly by the seat of my pants this week, which is always fun, not knowing what I was going to say and all of that. But here we are, sharing some time together, which I 
I love and is a good way to end this uh, crazy week, at least for me anyway. So the Good Samaritan that I wanted to talk about this evening, I, I this headline caught my eye, Good Samaritan Split Second Decision Saves Little Girl's Life. I was like, wow, okay. So what happened was a uh, lady with her, with her young child driving down the road and her car catches fire and there's a lady in her car with her child who uh, sees this car basically very rapidly going up into flames and her split second decision was basically to leap out of the car and she actually sees the mother her hair is on fire her clothes are on fire and uh jumps in and, and effectively, you know, gets the little girl out of the back and all of that and, and, and saves their life. And I thought, you know, I'm a parent, so I can only imagine what this this mother whose car's on fire, you know, she's desperately trying to get to her child, and here comes another mom, you know, so it's like super moms to the rescue. So I thought it was a very inspiring story. And sometimes, you know, people – you know, don't think that they can react that quickly. But I think we have kind of, when things are going wrong, especially from a parent's point of view, we're kind of super lightning quick, super fast. So good job to the lady that didn't even have to think about it, jumped in and, and got the little girl out of the car. So I always love those stories when people are right where they need to be. So here we go with this week's angel message for this week, March 9th. Dear ones, if you feel as though part of you is undergoing a dismantling process, this is quite true for many of you right now. How you see yourself and define who you are is a part of your self-identity in the human world. So much is changing internally for all of you right now that you're being challenged to redefine who you really are and what that means. This process can cause a deluge of emotions and inner struggle as you try to hold on to your preconceived idea of you rather than allowing it to become newly redefined with more information. When you are asked to let go of a set idea about something, you can tend to see this dilemma as two extremes of all or nothing. Doing it this way is what we might call throwing the baby out with the bathwater. When you change your perception of you, it does not require that you reject your former identity or push it away as if it were wrong or incorrect before. Who you believe you are in the world should be a gentle unfolding process that can't be shoved into a little box, manipulated, or even controlled. The ego isn't comfortable with redefining yourself as you go along, so it may try to make some of your experiences about separation rather than union. You will want to make these changes a crisis rather than a rebirth. So just listen to your heart and trust the process as you are effectively changing in your world. Energies this week, especially of a solar variety, will push you to those limits that you've placed on that self-identity. Try to become more internally flexible to allow for expansion of the idea of who you are in the world. Let go of the need to figure it all out. Understanding can come later on spontaneously rather than being forced through thinking. We know how hard it is to let go of these preset ideas and ways of thinking about you, but addressing this issue right now will let you harness more of your personal power and light in the future. We are holding you in divine light as your transformation continues. Be gentle with yourselves and call upon us whenever you need to. Until next time, dear ones, we are the Seraphim. Well, you know, I'm actually the one that wrote all this down with the angel's help, of course. But, boy, did yeah, I felt dismantled this week. Everybody has to let me know if they felt a little dismantled. I'm in the midst of being dismantled. So 
uh, we're all kind of on this journey together. And for those of you who follow my posts on Facebook, maybe you know that I've been laid up all week with a little emergency of my own. Well, that shouldn't really surprise me, right, that it all happened ahead of doing this show tonight on spiritual emergency. Because I, I guess the angels know I like to teach from my own experience on various things, so they already know that about me. So I guess I should be careful what I wish for, right? <laughs> we have to laugh at ourselves sometimes that when we're presented with challenges to overcome, it can be really hard to sit still. And I couldn't even get out of bed since Sunday, so I really was forced to do absolutely nothing. So it was a, a transformative experience, an uncomfortable one. I know we can all relate to those things that happen that are unexpected. My other challenge this week was taking such a, what I feel is a deep and important topic and cover it well within, you know, the 30 minutes of the show. So without further ado, <clears throat> there's a couple of things as I'm talking about this that I want to kind of explain. Uh, one is, you know, what is kundalini? I know it's a weird word, and we, we may hear it here and there. Or we might read about it. But kundalini energy is really what, um, you know, it's it's a natural energy of the self where the self is that universal consciousness, right? We all want that. It's being present in every being and the individual you know, our mind, our thoughts kind of cloak this natural energy from expressing. And so you can visualize kundalini energy as residing in the tailbone or sacrum. And it's kind of called a serpent at the base of your spine because it's a type of energy that's almost kind of coiled around several times. So through meditation, various practices, this kundalini is awakened. And when it awakens, it rises along through or alongside the spine. And so the process of kundalini rising through these di our different chakras or energy centers can lead to these different levels of awakening or mystical experience that many of us are reading about or we've experienced ourselves. Until that kundalini finally reaches the top of our head, and that's when it's fully activated, when it comes all the way up the spine. So there's two different ways um, that you can activate this kundalini energy, this very powerful spiritual force that's inherent in everyone. One's the active approach, of course. You know, it involves doing physical exercises, different kinds of techniques, visualizations, uh, different yoga, you know, practices. In fact, you've probably heard a lot about, you know, kundalini yoga. Okay, so that's an active approach. You're usually working with the teacher. If you get into a spiritual emergency, you get too much kundalini energy, you've got somebody there that's going to help you. The other approach is called the passive approach. Instead, a path of where we're surrendering, where a person lets go of all those things that they feel get in the way to that awakening, rather than trying to actively awaken that kundalini energy. Well, I want to focus our discussion this evening on the passive approach, because this is really the primary method as we're all out there, you know, wanting to engage greater consciousness, those of us that consider ourselves on the spiritual path. So so we're really doing it in the passive way, right? We're, we're clearing out limiting behaviors, things that get in our way. And so we're kind of doing that on our own. Of course, we have support systems. We have people that we're, we're learning from, you know, we become our mentors. But what we don't understand about our human body, about this process, there's an important thing that we need to understand. So here we have the human nervous system, which is engaged along our spinal pathways. And it has this capacity for evolving. So as we activate kundalini, it actually creates physiological changes. And the evolution can be accelerated either by those meditative techniques or 
often it occurs spontaneously in, in an unsuspecting person. So uh, sometimes when that is a spontaneous process that a person doesn't understand, it can cause all kinds of strong, unusual bodily reactions and even psychological states, depression, anxiety, fear. So people who are, you know, often meditate or they know something about kundalini activation, when they have these kind of symptoms, of course, they may kind of think, you know, it's probably connected to my spiritual practice. However, those who develop these symptoms spontaneously might cause them to be a little afraid, right? Panic uh, or seek medical advice. And, you know, Western medicine's wonderful, especially in trauma situations, but it's not really equipped to handle kundalini emergency. I don't, you know, see that in the list of many doctors out there. And so uh, what is interesting, though, is when it does create physical symptoms, a lot of times when you go in to check it out, because you do go to the doctor, and this happened to me many times on the path, I couldn't find anything wrong with me. I could be in just terrible distress, and, and there's nothing wrong. So a part of our spiritual journey is the activation of this energy that, of course, can bring with it powerful insights, awareness, transformation. But for many, that spontaneous arousal or rise of kundalini can bring with it a myriad of physical and emotional side effects. And both of these effects can come in really a positive or negative form, as we're going to discuss here. So I want to just kind of mention some of the physical symptoms when that kundalini rises. And what we're kind of talking about is instead of it being a gradual process, what we're seeing is a lot of spontaneous awakening. And that's why I wanted to discuss this topic tonight, because when it rises very quickly, that is typically when... And there are other reasons why, too, but when a spiritual emergence can suddenly turn into something entirely different. And I know you can all think of experiences where you had this peak, you know, and everything was all wonderful, and then all of a sudden you're really sick or maybe something happens. So the physical symptoms can be, and these are just some of them, a feeling of cranial pressure, you know, pressure in your head, unusual pressure, or feeling like you're hearing inner sounds, which people would describe like flutes or maybe some kind of music, uh, experience of inner lights, uh, vibrating or tickling sensations in the lower back, uh, rapid heart rate or what they call tachycardia, spontaneous body movements or spinal movements. I actually had this one happen to me in the kitchen not that long ago. All of a sudden, my spine started moving all by itself, and I'm, good thing my best friend was there to practically catch me. So I've had that one happen. Changes in breathing, sensations of heat or cold moving through the body, localized body pain that may start or stop abruptly, partial paralysis or numbness, uh, vibrations or itching, like under the skin, kind of like you can't scratch an itch, and even unusual or intense kind of uh, sexual energies can come too in the physical body. The mental symptoms, which can be, you know, to both spectrums, fear, anxiety. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this next one, depersonalization or what I call a shutdown of self-identity. When you get this new information and the ego can't really handle it. You can have intense positive or negative emotions, spontaneous slowing or speeding of your thoughts, spontaneous trance states or paranormal consciousness or feeling as if you're not contained by your body. So some of these things, um, you know, in the positive spectrum, you know, we're, we're after some of those, you know, through our spiritual practice, but we need to kind of understand what happens when we're activating that kundalini. So the process is not always sudden and dramatic because it can start slowly and just increase 
gradually over time, okay? But when those symptoms unfold very intensely or that kundalini rises too quickly, it can really cause a destabilization in the person, and that's what we call that spiritual emergency and what maybe even, you know, a lot of people like Groff, Stanislav Groff, and people who have, uh, there's a great book I can point people to about this whole process later. So what we tend to focus on on the journey, right, as we're talking about, you know, opening up to more of the divine in our life is we want to attain that peak or positive experience, right? We want that, aha, I get it, I'm clear, sweet, you know, and because they feel good. We feel greater connection. We feel like maybe we've come home for the first time. I've been there. It's a wonderful place to be. But then we have to kind of integrate that energy into who we are in the human sense, right? So sometimes that's where we hit the problem. You know, we don't want that immensely wonderful feeling to end, but that insight has to be integrated into the self, okay? So if we don't allow ourselves the latitude or our space, I guess is a better word, to integrate those new experiences, then in the midst of that spiritual emergence, we can find ourselves really knee-deep in an emergency that can rock us to our foundation. And because of the profound shift in consciousness that's occurring right now on the planet, and the reason I think the angels chose this topic is that I'm seeing more and more people have spontaneous activation, even in absence of spiritual practice. So that's really exciting, but if we're not equipped or don't understand that that's what's going on. And that's what I want to spread the word out and educate about. So there's three kind of key components to when that spiritual emergence can become a spiritual, you know, emergency. And these are from Stanislav Grof, you know. Uh, The first is when a person doesn't have any conceptual framework to support the experience that they're having. So they can't understand and accept that phenomenon that they're going through okay it's kind of like i remember when i uh, you know because i've shared my my own story on the debut show um i had a lot of what i uh, for lack of a better term i called it a brain fart at the time it was like my my conscious my human consciousness or identity kicking out going this does not compute you know it's like a computer having a hard drive error i was just you know so i was i really it was in a a powerful time for me, but at the same time, what I was left with was this kind of battle of self-identity. So I was having experiences that you know I had no frame of reference for, and I know there's a lot of people out there that are suddenly thrust into spiritual experiences that they don't they don't even know what it means to have that right. Um, the second aspect that can turn it to the spiritual emergency is someone has neither a physical or emotional flexibility. We've been hearing me harp on that this year to integrate the experience into their daily life, right? How do I put this in? And if we're rigid, right, if we don't have flexibility to expand our idea of who we are, and that's kind of what they're talking about in the angel message this week is that we have to be able to... Um, uh, accept those experiences as they're happening. The other aspect that can really affect it, and this is why we all have to kind of support ourselves, you know, and each other, is that family, friends, or helping professionals of the, that person having that spiritual emergence see the phenomenon in terms of just a psychological problem or an issue. So it has no possibility then of becoming a positive, good experience. 
So, so those three things kind of affect. It's our flexibility and whether or not we can kind of conceptualize what we're going through. Um, and so it kind of can feel a little lonely and like we're kind of in the dark about things. So I wanted to give some methods to help kind of if you feel like your kundalini is uh, rising, you know, too quickly or you're having some of these things that I'm talking about. Um, what many of the great teachers recommend is to try to do some things that will ground or minimize kundalini just so you have a little chance to catch up. So they recommend doing some visualizations, see the kundalini energy drawn back down to the base of your spine. So you're trying to get it grounded back down into the now, into the human aspect of your life. It tells you to stop meditating or altering your awareness until the kundalini is fully grounded again. So you, I'm a person that kind of gets push, 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 and so the grounding is real important because if anybody's read about my accident on Facebook, I, I guess I wasn't real connected to my feet. I, I skipped a step and about broke my ankle this week. Um, do some physical activity such as exercise or dance to kind of get yourself in, in your body. Right, because sometimes we get disconnected, especially if we have all of this great spiritual awareness coming in and all of this. It's real hard to to stay in the body because we need to be able to anchor it in. Uh, look at people, uh, pictures of people that you love on the physical plane. No gurus or you know people that you kind of objectify, but it's it's meant to connect to your human relationships to ground it. Um, doing some analytical work that engages your reason, like solve a puzzle, do something a little more technical. Um, is something they recommend. And the other is focus on just being a human being present in your body with your unique human life and reflect upon what you've experienced and how blessed it is to have this human form. So those are some suggestions. But if your kundalini rises like it can for me, like a runaway freight train, then you must keep yourself living a very balanced life in order to give yourself that time and space for integration. Okay, and these are the reasons why you hear me talk about self-care a lot. You hear me talk about different aspects of loving ourselves, giving ourselves space and time. And, and this really is why you'll hear me talk about it a lot. So in order to have that balanced life here, of course, suggestions that you've kind of heard me, I'll go through them quickly. Uh, develop and stick to a regular routine, you know, rising, going to bed, when you eat, you know, just to have those real predictable things and don't vary too much so that you just sort of have a way that you don't need to have nearly as much stress in your life. Get plenty of rest and sleep and set aside regular times for daily relaxation or recreation. Don't skip meals. Eat a nutritious but well-balanced diet. If you don't, you don't have to deprive yourself of treats, but you know, avoiding junk food, refined sugar, things like that. Uh, try to keep the amount of stress and hectic activity to a minimum. I need to keep working on that one because I mine just keeps going, going, going until the angels ground you and make you lay in bed for a week. <laughs> I have to laugh at myself through all of this, I'm sure. Okay, communicate and share your thoughts and feelings with a supportive person daily or as often as possible, right? So you can kind of bounce those ideas off that. Spend time in nature, you've heard me say that, or get plenty of natural sunlight. Avoid toxins, self-destructive habits such as smoking drugs, keep alcohol to a minimum. I don't know about you, but with lots of shifting, I can't hardly drink alcohol at all. Uh, get regular exercise, and then the other suggestion to, to be balanced is, you know, spend a moderate of time, amount of time each day in meditation, prayer, you know, or some other spiritual practice that 
that that creates that well-being or that presence in the moment. But so now you kind of know why I've been harping on, you know, let's see, surrendering, acceptance, you know, all the things you hear me talk about. And and I think that the more we tend to our own needs, the more likely that we can handle more of these shifts in a less dramatic fashion, right, by manifesting an illness or something that's just really an emergency. And I see a lot of people suffering with that right now. And since there are more shifts approaching, I really wanted to discuss uh, this important part of the spiritual process with each of you this evening. Because sometimes we can get into that, you know, those kinds of, of situations where we we don't know why we feel great one minute and then all of a sudden we're, we're knee-deep in these other effects of that kundalini rising. So, of course, we just have to be able to take care of ourselves and um, stay as balanced as possible. So can't believe that almost most of the show's gone already, but you know i think I'm living this uh, process right now obviously and and so I think it's just it's important we understand that you know when we're after that prize of that spiritual consciousness, what we're really doing is activating Kundalini, so we want to be mindful of that, know that that's a part of the process, maybe see those experiences that we find ourselves suddenly in the midst of as an opportunity for growth for understanding and maybe just taking some downtime even if I wasn't willing to listen to it myself I was I was given that opportunity so I'm expressing gratitude for those opportunities even if they are unpleasant so anyway I do know I have some callers in the queue I've got about 6 minutes left so I'm going to go ahead and open up to my first caller Nathaniel welcome to the Angel Connection Hello how are you I'm doing fine how are you Pretty good what can I do for you tonight? Oh, is it possible to get a general read? Yes. Um, well, you know, when I'm tuning into you, uh, Nathaniel, there seems to be a lot of step up in the air for you right now. Either you're you're getting ready to make some decisions, or trying to make some choices, or navigating through that. And so the angels uh, that that are with you, I think, are really helping you to get some clarity about, you know, kind of what that next. Uh, phase of your life is you have uh, a couple of uh, angels that are kind of with you all the time these are your guides these are um, these are very supportive angels uh, you know for you and so I expect that you know a lot of things this year are going to kind of change for you but if you can flow through the process some of the things that I kind of teach on this show you know about staying in balance I think that you'll be able to navigate those changes because on the other side of these things that are that are changing for you are coming very soon within the next couple months especially um they're moving you just trust that that's all moving you toward where you're where you need to go and i don't know if any of that makes sense and that was kind of rapid because they just kind of threw it through me there but um i you know it's all very positive what i see coming up ahead for you Great. So no, no uh, need to worry about a thing. <laughs> well, you know, in this case, no. I think that higher you are aligned higher with where you most need to be in your life. I see you as a very, uh, very bright and, and intelligent person, as well as a deeply spiritual man. And I see your heart too. And I think that heart guides you pretty well. Hey, well, you know, thank you so much. Um, anything else is just, I guess I should leave it at that. I don't know what <laughs> well, they don't share too much about it, but, you know, in the next couple months when things get shook up, you just say, you know what, this is just a temporary thing for now. 
Yeah, and on the other side shift. of kind Yeah, of, yeah. Um, a rattle so, coming coming out of the rattlesnake. Well, me. and you're not the only one, dear, because there's a lot of shaking up going on, a lot of what the angels are calling this week dismantling, <laughs> which is kind of a concerning word. But, you know, I think that there's a lot more of our higher divine mind, you know, calling the shots, and I think that we're getting moved to where we most need to be. Do you see me moving, or do you see me staying here? I don't know if you see me moving in a year or two. You know, I do think that a move is an order for you. I think once you kind of get through this process that I think there will be a very clear path of, of a relocation very possibly for you, definitely. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you for calling. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, it looks like I've got time for Hugh. Hugh, you're on the Angel Connection with CJ. Hi, CJ. I'm so sorry to hear about your accident, but you're ready to come on and do the show, and you sound wonderful. <laughs> I'm trying to go with the flow, darling. What can I do for you tonight? I guess uh, generally uh, to see how I'm doing on my path, what the angels have to say. Well, you know, the angels are, are excited. I don't know what you've uh, what you've recently, uh, I think, accomplished or broken through for yourself, but the angels are telling me, boy, Hugh, you have really done some tremendous work toward, yeah. toward making yourself happier and, and more whole. So they're applauding that. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a big mission and vision I have that's starting to manifest, that's bringing spirituality into global economics and combining it with unconditional love. And, you know, and, and Hugh, that is so, so, I'm getting goosebumps as you're talking about that, which is always my confirmation that there's just a huge uh, part of what's going on that you are that you are a part of. And, and so continuing that path and this vision that you have, I'm, I, they're just so excited about it. So I think that's just a wonderful confirmation tonight, you know, for the the work that you're doing and being able to, you know, because there's so much, um, there's so much uh, going on right now that is changing and dismantling all kinds of systems, and especially the financial one and the way that we that we view money. Yes, it's been about control in the past, and the new paradigm's all about collaboration, caring, and sharing with one another. And I thank you so much for that confirmation, and God bless you, and heal up quickly, please. <laughs> thank you, Hugh. You have a wonderful weekend. Thanks for calling. Well, that is all the time we have this evening. So as you're going out there this week, you know, I'll be posting the angel message. Um, everyone hang on tight because we're going to get through this next week. And I don't know, the angels are promising it's going to be a little less bumpy for me. But if it's not for you, just have faith, all of you, and 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 know that um, you're just becoming and you're growing. And sometimes we have to let go of some of that old baggage in order to get where we need to go. So that's all the time we have for this evening. It's always fun to spend my e Friday evenings with all of you. You've been listening to the Angel Connection Show with C.J. Martis. Be sure to tune in next week where the angels are giving us help on healing separation. I'm excited about this one, too, because I found that separation is the root of many of the traumas that we deal with. Until next week, my friends, remember to be angelic to yourselves so that you can become an angel to others. Take care and many blessings for the coming week.